Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives and varying skill range. I am the cassette DJ of this episode. Andrew, with me are Poser, Keith. Hello. And with us, the little sibling that your parents forced you to take along with you to the concert, Liz. Hey, guys. This week was a listener request, so thank you so much, Stephen, that recommended that we played Cassette Beasts by Bitten Studio. Cassette Beast is a top-down action-adventure RPG where you are a character that you create that gets thrusted into a world that's you have no idea how you got there. All you know is that you're trying to figure a way to get out. And you're washed up upon the shore with a bunch of other people that have been living in this world for years that all say that you're stuck in this world. But you are determined to find a way out. Going around. Before we start, um, I actually wanted to uh, let our listeners get a bit of a uh, backstory. So Cassette Beast is essentially a Pokemon clone. So I wanted to ask you guys, what is your experience with Pokemon? Keith? I mean, it's been many, many moons since I've played a, a true Pokemon game. Uh, I think my first one was yellow on my Game Boy Color. Uh, that was awesome. And then I had either Diamond or Pearl, maybe both. I played it. I've played it a lot through the years. I, I while I've not kept up with it by any means. I love Pokemon. I love the game style. I think it's fantastic. Like I've I've I grew up with it. But it's one of those things that I've always said that it is a children's game that is for literally everyone. So I think it's awesome. Cool. What are you this? What's your experience with Pokemon? With Pokemon? Um, Pokemon Go. That's it? Um, I think I had a card or two, and then I watched the TV show, and okay. that's it. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> the show is awesome. Yeah. It is. That's honestly... I have not kept up with that either. I, I thought that the show ended, like, it it blew my mind when they were, when I was seeing all the stuff about the show ending, and I was like, wait, what? Because in my mind, the show ended when I stopped watching it, I don't know, 20 years well, ago. Well, the show's like ending with Ash. I think it's still going. Well, yeah, there's it's, Ash. it's a whole, yeah, it's going to be a whole different story. Yeah. But the Ash, I, I, the fact that the Ash storyline was still going really blew my mind. Um, so that shows you how much I've actually kept up with the story, despite my love of, of it in general. <laughs> like, to get with the TV show, uh, well, I guess for real quick for me, uh, I played a lot of Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, they were the only Pokemon games I actually beat. But I have dabbled through many different Pokemons. Like, I currently have Pokemon Shield that I'm still working through. But I love Pokemon. I grew up on it. It's I'm a big fan of the TV shows. Even some of the movies were pretty good. But it's kind of funny playing this game. It's called, obviously, Cassette Beast. So music's a big uh, component to this game. But it just made me think about the Pokemon show. And I'm like, man, that was like peak TV. Because that intro song is the best and then at the end, they always did the Pokemon rap oh. as a kid. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. That was, like, peak TV at that time. Because even at that time, too, it was, like, when Ninja Turtles were super popular. And we can never get that time back. But, yeah. So, I've been a big Pokemon fan. Enjoyed it. But uh, with that being said now, getting into Cassette Beast. Gamer Pass. For me, I'm going to give Cassette Beast a game. It took me a little bit of time to warm up to it. Because the big difference between, kind of, Cassette Beast and Pokemon is Cassette Beast is way more open world. The game kind of throws you in and it's just, you're not really given much direction. So that kind of threw me off at first. Once I kind of started figuring out the map and where to go, the game started to click with me. I kind of missed the linear aspect that Pokemon kind of is of, you know, you're kind of just going down these paths, you're going in the woods and it's kind of a narrow path and you kind of know what you're doing. So it took a little bit for me to warm up Cassette Beast, but once that tape started rolling, I didn't want to stop the music. Yeah, how about that reference? You like that? I, no? Okay. No. You can go, Keith. <laughs> so it is game, and it, there's weird things about it where maybe this, this it could be a product of our kind of cram gameplay style. Partially Diablo could be an issue, but there was points where I just, I don't know, I found I wasn't really having fun playing it, but I... I really enjoyed it at the same time. It's it's a very weird thing where I, I loved so much of the aesthetic of it. I love the concept of it. There's so many things it does really cool. Yeah. But it's just I I got I was I was like bored when I was playing it. So I don't but it is a game. But it's it's like a weird feeling I have about it at the same time. Yeah. See, I hate that I feel like this year I've been giving so many passes, but I think the the main thing for me, the reason why I'm going to give it a pass is because of the combat. 
And I felt like what you were saying, Keith, that's how I felt during all the battles. Like I thought that the story was interesting and the map and there, there are a lot of things I liked about the game. And I like turn-based um, combat, but I just... Turn-based RPG. Yeah. But I just, for some reason, I could not get into it. And I eventually ended up lowering the difficulty just to try to make it go by faster. But I just, I don't know what it was about the specific combat that I just found very boring. All right. So, as I said, getting into the story, for me, this is the big thing that I really enjoyed about Cassette Beast. I think its story is actually really cool. So, as I said, you create this character, and you're just given this quick cutscene of your character kind of going through this time warp, and you wake up on the beach. You kind of stumble around until you get attacked by a Cassette Beast. Somebody comes to your rescue, and boom, you instantly start combat. You come to learn that you are in essentially a different world that is inhabited by a bunch of other kind of lost people that have washed up on shore. But you also kind of learn that this is also a multi-dimensional kind of world because you are meeting people who are on another earth that talk about things that have not ever happened to you. So they talk about different wars. They talk about some animal uprisings that happened and you kind of get these different pieces and stories of other people that all across the multiverse people have washed up on this strange place but everyone at least agrees that there's no way out of here, but you are finding a way to get out of there. Well, what did you guys think of the story? Well, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. This is purgatory, right? Like we haven't done this in a long, long time. Oh, if, yeah. if you got to the end of the game and you know differently, fine. But this is purgatory, right? Like I, that was one of my yeah, that was one of my theories. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is just purgatory. I think you just dead. I actually looked up the ending because it's me. Okay, <laughs> and so I also, it's not purgatory, but it I, seems like it should well, be. No, purgatory. I didn't say. I didn't say. But I also, you know, I'm not particularly happy with the ending, but I also oh, like boy. understand it. But yeah. But I so well I remember when we were playing this this week, Liz, you were with me and you said you love the story. So what now you two changes because you know the ending? No, is it because I Do you mean like that music reference? I don't I'm gonna think... keep throwing music references. I feel like I'm not paying attention because you're like, not, did you get the reference? And I'm like, <laughs> I said you change your tune. Oh, I, I see that, what you did there. That, that, that's the, I, it. Doesn't work when I have to explain the joke. What I like with this this game, this story is the people that you meet along the way. I see. I didn't get as far as I wish that I had because, like I said, I didn't really enjoy it that much but you're meeting the rangers and there's like that gym and you're building relationships with people and so my favorite parts were going around and doing all that like so for instance like if your cassettes um need to be repaired you go to the cafe and you can you know chat with the person and and stuff like that so for me i really like the story and i i also just thought it was really interesting yeah and I also like that, like, I wanted more, though. So someone asked, like, you had mentioned, like, the animal uprise or whatever, something about, like, Day of the Birds or something. Yeah. And I was like, I need more information, yeah. which I didn't get. I don't know if you eventually do, but I, no. I wanted more. Yeah, this is, when I was playing this, I'm like, this is absolutely perfect for a TV show. Not just the, not the fact that we just talked about the Pokemon TV show, but, like, usually when it comes to the Pokemon stories, I know, obviously, they've gotten more complex, but... At the end of the day, it's usually just like, hey, you know, you try to become the Pokemon master and do a thing. But Team Rocket or the whatever version of Team Rocket in Pokemon is, their story is obviously way more different that you're kind of figuring out. But with like Cassette Beast, I love the fact that it was like this multidimensional world and you're just getting a hodgepodge of different people from these different universes and they're talking about these different things. I'm like, this would be a very cool children's show. Not only that, I feel like just the idea of you transforming into these beasts to do battle is just perfect for a TV show. I, I think this game, I think they really need to come out with a TV show for this, show, this game. I was just going to say, I I think that it must have been planned somehow, though, because, I mean, you have a doctor, you have a builder, like you have all the different people that you would need for a community. Well, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of the people say, I wasn't a doctor before. But they're like, it's something I was always interested in. So they kind of took it upon themselves and learned. It. But I mean, like, so there's at least one guy that was there his whole life, right? Like, he I was think so. Born yeah, there. there's been people who've been born there. Yeah. But I mean, like, you're you're building houses. You're, like, the houses have been built and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if you just picked, like, say, 10 random people to go to another world, I feel like it wouldn't be where they are now. 
Well, like, I'm just saying, like, I don't know how they're all there or whatever, but it just, like, you, you obviously have someone who's good with science. You have someone who's good with building. And and then there's also a, there's also a cult, right? Yep. Um, there's, like, lots of different people. And so, and they all know the same language. I'm just saying. Well, so, are you are you just avoiding spoilers? Because you looked up the ending, so you should know if this is a planned situation. I don't and I'm not, know. And I'm not even trying no, to, like, no, I'm actually confused. No, I'm sorry. So I know, like, I I guess I didn't go too much into the ending because now I'm thinking all these things. I didn't read anything about, like, how they got there. So I guess maybe I don't know. I don't know the full story. I just know. Well, so that, okay. So, well, and and this is where, because I'm like, what you're saying kind of makes sense with how far I have gotten. So I don't know. Would I be spoiling talking about, like, the the Merlin people or the mer, mer, mer things or whatever? No. There's mermaids. Well, so no, you, so you have the you have this Mer underground. People. Yeah, but it's they're not. I don't know if they're mermaids or not. But it, it, they there's a prefix of mer in front of their name. Um, it, yeah, well, at least about where I'm at, you're you're fighting these bosses called archangels along the way, and there's this underground train station, and you run into this like friendly cassette beast who's not even a person. He's just a beast, I think. And yeah. And he talks to you and explains this whole concept of not only are people arriving just showing up on the beach, falling from the sky, they, they're coming in on trains. So, like, they're, they're being transported there very intentionally. So I think you're, I think you're right, Liz, that there's, there is some intention behind it, at least based on that concept. Cause in, and he knew you and whoever your partner was, because I think it's whoever you have with you at the time that he just addresses you by name or it addresses you by name. It's a little monster. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't get that far. I was just thinking about that, how it just like, I whenever there's, you know, like, I didn't watch all of Lost, but, you know, it's like, it's like, of well, course there's a doctor too. here. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> Spoiler, Keith. But that's. <laughs> I still haven't even finished the show. I think I watched episode season three. But that's something I'm always like, oh, I mean, like if I'm in like either something like this or post-apocalyptic, like I just want to meet up, like become friends with a doctor. And there's always like, there's <laughs> this is the first, I would, I, would be, I would be friends with like a farmer or hunter first. That too. But like, there's also usually a pregnant person in these movies. I <laughs> that mean, is this actually game, very true. That's a very typical I don't trope. Think, I didn't run across any pregnant people in the game. I, I mean, I'm but just But usually saying, there's a pregnant person. I went a solid 10 years without seeing a doctor. I'm going to go ahead and say that doctor is not my priority to find. I'm going to find someone who can get me some food. <laughs> Hold on. Is that is that true? Did you actually not go to a doctor for about 10 years? 10 years might be a stretch. I would say at least a solid five. I mean, I'm getting that close for a dentist. Oh, I was that close on a dentist for a while. I did do that. Um. I'm bad about going to the doctor for like uh, like a physical but like, I, if something goes wrong, it's like, oh crap! I have to find one of those, one of those doctors. <laughs> one of those, I mean, one I, those people. I suppose I've had a few like one-off things like that where, yeah. But like, yeah, I think I went at least a solid like five years without a physical. So like, I don't know. Unless something bad happens, I'm not looking for a doctor first. I'm looking some, for someone who can feed me. That's true, but I mean, like, you have a couple years to like. I mean, a situation like this, there obviously probably aren't like you know grocery stores and stuff, but end of the world stuff. You have grocery stores for a little while. Well, they keep saying, like, as people keep washing up on show, like, shore, like, random stuff and buildings will wash up on shore. So, if at one point you go to a mall that they said, like, literally just, like, appeared one day, and that's where the cassettes oh. come from. So, like, there are supplies that are appearing on this island as well. Mm. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, just, like, talking about the story, like, it's it's really intricate. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still obviously very much kind of like Pokemon, you still are training and trying to fight these kind of gym leaders. They're ranger captains instead, but you have a punch card that you're trying to fill out. But that's not like the main goal of the story. The main goal of the story is for you to try to find a way out of this world, which I thought was a nice, unique twist. So you are still seeing a lot of pieces that are familiar to you from Pokemon, but I, I didn't feel like it was like just copy and paste of, hey, you're a young boy and it's coming of age and... You want to travel the world and capture all the Pokemon. Like, no, nah, your your goal is just I want to get out of here. Well, no, because it, like it does a really cool. It, it only gives you the two options, but when you start, instead of being like, "Here's your three starters," it it goes, "Are you this or was it sweet or?" Spooky? Are you yeah, are you cute, cute or scary? Were the ch two choices you had? Yeah, and like based on that, that's how it picks your first 
monster or beast. So yeah. I, I don't know. That, that, like that was kind of a unique little twist on on that. We all picked the same one too. We're I know. Spooky. Yeah, we all picked now, spooky. When did you evolve it, and what did you choose for the evolution? Which I didn't realize you were choosing. So I kind of picked something random. I, I can't remember which one I did, but it turned into a like ghost ram. I think you did the same one I did. You probably had it not ascend or whatever because you thought like yeah. you were killing it or not killing it. Oh, yeah. I think I asc- I ascended. I didn't do the earth one. <gasps> What'd you get then? I got the wind one. Uh, mine was wind. Oh, mine was ground. So maybe you, oh, maybe you picked so we did one. do different. Yeah, yeah, mine was wind. Yeah, mine went to a... Or maybe it stayed as wind, but then it went to... Because then it turned into like a giant hulking beast thing. Oh, yeah, yours is different because mine eventually turned into... Uh, I can't remember the name of them. I actually really enjoyed the names of the uh, beast in this game. I thought they were very clever. And I thought Lobstacle. The of them were very clever. Yeah. Uh, traffic crab. Velocirifle. <laughs> yeah, Velocirifle. I like that one. I like the humor in general. I also like the... I originally thought that they were vampires. They made them think... Yeah. That, yeah, that was really funny. The, the HOA people. Rocket type, yeah, the team rocket type people in this game are just, yeah, like uh, greedy land grubbers that are land stealers that are just trying to uh, commercialize everything and become like an HOA. But they made them look <laughs> undead. So, yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, these are the bad guys. And you're like, oh. And the person talks, <laughs> yeah, your, your friend talks about how they suck the life out of you <laughs> because you're going to... Uh, uh, just like timeshare meetings. Well, they made a joke too about like uh, not inviting them in your house. He's like, that's what they want. They want you to invite them inside. So yeah, they like really build up this whole vampire thing and they do it in a pretty quick fashion because they, I think it's pretty early that they tell you, but they do like, I was dead convinced that, yeah, that they were vampires too, Liz. Me too. <laughs> and actually like, that's what I really love. Just like, oh man, that game actually really got me. And it's also realistic too, that not everybody's getting along, you know, Yeah. like it, it the cultists don't like you. You don't like the vampires. or I mean, that's what I'm just going to call them from now on. Um, <laughs> but I feel like everyone in the town gets along so far that I've seen. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, just like, it's just, I always just think like if I was in that situation, like it would just, you know, Did you, you had that you just, one like, bad neighbor. <laughs> what? Did you, I thought you said that before where you're like, if I'd be in this situation, I'd just give up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'd be think so Liz, Liz would just hoard a bunch of stuff so when she dies she can give it to somebody because she would just intentionally <laughs> give up she just hoard as much as she can like all right guys i'm done somebody's gonna have a good time looting me <laughs> oh oh i know i get what you're saying yeah you said that a previous episode <laughs> but i feel like we always have the worst luck with neighbors i feel like i would wash up on that island and just have like the worst neighbor <laughs> and just be stuck there until i died you're in a completely new world where everything's open and you get stuck and you're like, this neighbor. Uh. I don't, I don't want to build a house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but as we said with the gameplay, you know, it's very reminiscent of Pokemon, which I also got to point out. I feel like I'm surprised that there's some like subsets of genre of games that there's not more of. Like, I feel like a lot of people have not capitalized on the creature capture kind of gameplay. Like, I've played a couple kind of Pokemon clone games. Monster Hunt, Not Monster Hunter. Um, what was the one we played? Oh, Monster Sanctuary? Yeah. Yeah, that was one. Like, um, I don't know if you remember back in PlayStation 2, a little bit after you gave it to me, it was called, like, Jade Cocoon? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I rem- I don't that one was actually pretty cool. It, but I remember it. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's generally not a lot. Like, I feel like monster capture games aren't a huge genre. Um, I feel like, uh, 2d brawler games aren't very popular. Like, uh, like a lot of games have not captured super smash brothers. Just recently we finally got some with, uh, the Warner brothers brawl game and then Brawlhalla. I feel like there was like 10 of those that came out within a two year span. They like oversaturated that market real quick. But I can't think of any though. Uh, there was the Warner Brothers one. Oh, crap! Now you're putting me on the spot. I know. But and then same with like party games, like Mario Party. Like we there used to be uh, Fusion Frenzy for Xbox, but yeah, like that's another type of genre of a game that it's like, why do people not make more of these? But anyway, so it's very the gameplay is, of cassette piece is very typical of that you know you're going around you capture monsters. Um, the difference with Pokemon in this is you yourself are transforming into these beasts that you capture. Well, record. You don't actually capture them. You record their essence on a cassette tape and play the cassette tape and you transform into them. But 
typical Pokemon fashion, it's turn-based. You pick your abilities. There's counter, there's disadvantages and advantages to different types of elements, different types of attacks. You have your passive abilities. The big difference, though, what I liked about cassette pieces, as I said, you transform into the monsters yourself. So you, your person, actually has their own health bar. So if your beast form gets knocked out, you have a moment of vulnerability where you turn into your normal person. And if enough damage is done to you, you could get wiped out before you could even play another beast from your party. And also vice versa to the enemy. You could actually do so much damage to the enemy that you knock them out and just end the battle early by just hitting them with a really strong hit, which I thought was a nice twist. I also liked that in Pokemon, you only have about four moves you can play. In this, you have like 10. You have like a pretty significant list and you can... Swapping out the abilities was very seamless and easy. It's done by stickers. You literally are putting stickers on the cassette that give the creature different abilities and stuff like that. And uh, you can also peel stickers off to get rid of the ability. But I thought there was quite a bit of different variations with like the attacks. See, I didn't do a lot of swapping out of the stickers, and so I guess maybe that's you know why I didn't like the gameplay as much. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking you like just did the same move over and over and over again. Not the same move, but I kind of went with it. But you also switch, you know, beasts when you want to. Yeah. So for me, like, I, I still was using different mood, uh, moves. So I guess, I mean, I just, you know. But I wanted to ask, so if you flee, which I didn't do, but I wanted to see, like, if you, I, w- I tried to escape at one point, and it said that you would lose items. So I was like, no, I'll just do it. I just, I just didn't want to do the battle, to be honest. Like, I, I wasn't, like, going to die or anything. But if you get knocked out, do you lose items? Yes. Okay, that didn't happen to me. I, I played on easier difficulty, which I like that they had the like the the dumb dumber. Yeah, this game once again has really great accessibility options. Uh, you have, but it's also insulting if you go uh, yeah. too easy. Uh, which I, I thought they were pretty funny. You so you have two kind of options of how do you want the AI to play? Do you want them to be little? The options were dumb, dumber, and dumberer to how you want the AI, or do you want the AI to be smart, very smart, or practically Skynet? So, like, it actually chooses the combat for the AI in the gameplay. And then also, too, how the RPG element works is the game scales. So, as I said, the map is kind of more open world and not as linear as Pokemon. So, you can kind of... You need some abilities to kind of get to some other parts of the island. But there's a significant amount of the island you can explore just on your own. So, instead of, like, you by actually wandering an area and you're fighting level 50 monsters and you're level 10, there is scaling... And so you can adjust the scaling. Do you want the enemies to be similar to your level? Do you want them to be easier? So easy that it's boring? Or do you want to make it so hard that it's like an impossible grind? Which I thought was a nice twist. I mean, I just, I honestly ended up keeping it on default. And I, I kind of like Liz. Oh, I, I lowered the scaling was the only thing I did. I, see, I didn't even do that because I found for the most part is that if I was fighting wild monsters, the level didn't matter as much. I could, it, like, and, and it was very weird. And this is where I kind of, I don't know, it wasn't inconsistent enough that I was like, oh, this is terrible gameplay. But it was a weird thing that I would run into two 15s and I would one-shot them. And then the very next time I would run into two, like, 14s. And it would take me, like, two turns, three turns. Like, it wasn't a difficult battle, but it had to actually battle it. So I'm like, why would I fight something a lower level and it's harder than it was? And, and not even, like different monsters like like similar like in types it's just it was it was really weird in that aspect and that's where i kind of thought it was the one thing that lacked for me was a little bit of the 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 battling yeah like it just in some ways i just i don't know i found that i got a little bit stale with the battling and i think like liz i probably did the same thing where well i know i didn't swap out any of my stickers but i just i I don't think that changing out the stickers would have been enough for me to be like wow this is so much more entertaining. I think I would have seen some some different animations, and it would have been more interesting in that aspect. Um, but overall, I, I didn't find that as interesting as, unlike say Pokemon, which has well, I think they probably have more now, but like I don't know, like five elements or whatever. Oh yeah, Pokemon's these... up to like fifteen now or something like crazy. Oh, are they? Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I don't know. I liked the concept of how they did them and like the coatings you could put on different like allies or enemies and things like that. I thought that was, a, that was like one of the really interesting twists of the battle that I did really enjoy about cassette piece. Like, so when it comes to the elemental types in cassette piece, it actually kind of irritated me because 
a lot of times, like I am up to, I think 11 hours of gameplay and I still don't quite know advantages and disadvantages. It, it had some unique gameplay elements to it. So you have your basics, you have fire, earth, wind, lightning, but then you get into weird things such as poison, plastic, metal, um, uh, galactic, glass, like it starts to get to kind of these weird elements. And so like the things of what's a advantage and disadvantage just always kind of confused me. At least what made it nice is if you, you know, have a wind creature that you're battling and you pick a wind ability and you put your curse over, it would tell you like, oh, you know, this will be an advantage or like, oh no, this will be a disadvantage. And usually what an advantage or disadvantage in this game does is actually either give the creature a buff or a debuff. So it's not, it will do a little extra damage, but like in Pokemon, it was always like a guaranteed crater. Like it does like double damage if you do, you know, if you use an advantage of type. But in this, it's like, oh, if you are fire and you are attacking, I don't even think plant. No, I think it was like, it was actually good was against nature. water. Or, I, don't I think know, it was something nature like is what they called it or but something. But it, it, would, it would like, it would make the enemy creatures defense drop. So it actually added like a debuff on the enemy and like vice versa. And one thing that is kind of cool though is... Uh, so if you use fire on plastic, it actually will change that plastic monster and melt the plastic and now it becomes poisonous. So it has like these weird different type of gameplay elements. So you could use that to your advantage of if you have a fire and your other monster you have is a plastic, you could actually do a fire thing to that monster, make your own monster poisonous to kind of change the gameplay. So there's like these unique things you could do. But majority of the time when you're just fighting basic trash monsters like the battles are super quick you're not really doing these intricate moves but i thought the boss battles were actually way more fun because like once it actually got into a larger bigger battle it really had me like i enjoyed actually the gameplay of like trying to figure out pros and cons and stuff like that well did you find the the guide the card? for it yeah i did okay i was gonna say there Still is the card and <laughs> well what i found is it's like it well it was it was done kind of weird with like the attacker defender once i kind yeah. of pieced it together what it was saying is you had like the green and the red those are like buff debuffs and then you had the yellow which was a neutral and i think that's what you would find with like i'm trying to think which there is one where it would like change them but it didn't really like kind of like the 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 fire or plastic one. Like you would burn them, they would turn to poison, but it wouldn't change anything. It would just change their coating, and they'd become poison. Yeah. But I I do agree as far and that was I think kind of again one of the bummers is when you're running around fighting little trash mobs. None of that fun aspect is really important. I thought for the most part they were fairly um, intuitive, and that's why I didn't mind how many there was or whatever. But yeah, there was definitely a couple. Like, I always would forget, like, is wind good against electric or is electric good against wind? And I don't know. I just sometimes I just wing it. <laughs> I always yeah, forgot too. the hints. Like, and they do pop up and they are helpful. But then, you know, like five enemies later, I'm like, I don't remember and I don't really care to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like it should have, that should have been like one of the accessibility options would be like what you were saying, Andrew. It's like when you mouse over the, or like go over the, the item, the, the move it would tell you like what it's going to do as far as buffs and debuffs to the enemy and, and whatnot yeah but also too in this game you also have an element of fusing your cassette beast so you whenever you're traveling the world you always have a friend with you and you're supposed to build a relationship with that friend and once you at least have one heart level with them your hearts can fuse together and your beasts will fuse together into a larger creature but I actually really enjoyed the fusion aspect. It actually made like some really kind of cool creatures because, you know, there's a hundred and twenty or hundred and twenty one cassette beasts. So you literally have just uh, I think it was said a hundred and forty four thousand options for fusion of like combining the creatures into like a bigger form that cre- gave them new abilities and stronger like skills. But I actually enjoyed that aspect. You only really kind of did it during boss fights. So I kind of wish there was more boss fights is one of my biggest complaints. As I said, when did you do that? Because I did it once with um, like the the tutorial one. At the first I, I did it pretty often. Yeah, I did too. But I one thing that frustrated me is like there's one enemy that I needed to get because there was a quest for it. Um, I had to record them. And when you fuse, you can't record anymore. So I was about to record oh. and I hit the wrong thing and it, I did the fusion instead and I couldn't record anymore. So then I had to well, kind of go back to the area. 
the fusion, I try to. The fusion button turns into a split button. Oh. How did you guys I tried get to swap hearts? the cassette, but I didn't actually see the switch button. Yeah. So that's that's my mistake. <laughs> so, it wasn't a big deal. I just went back later on and did it. So Keith, I'm guessing you walked around with the partner Eugene a lot? I think so. Well, that's your problem. So Eugene suck? Yeah. Uh, no, so no, no, I shouldn't say that. We have a listener, Eugene. No, that sounds terrible. Eugene, no, that's not the Eugene, the character in Cassette Beast. That is who I'm talking about. Wow. But um, so yeah, you uh, start with Kaylee, and when you you get to a heart level with her pretty quick, you confuse with her. Yeah. So to get a heart with your partners, you have to do their specific quest, and Eugene's quest is to take out the landowner's bases which I'm up to like four and I still don't have a heart with him. So he is like really hard to do his mission to like start gaining a heart level with, but like literally every other person I have, uh, Melissa and I forget the other guy's name. I think it was like Richard or something like that. I have, a, I already have a heart with them and I just got them. So yeah, it's hard just to do Eugene's mission because his mission spans the entire Island. So unless you really want to explore the entire Island, yeah, you're just not going to get a heart with Eugene. Well, it's, I don't know. I still feel Was it Felix? The, Oh yeah, I think that was his name. Yeah, Felix. That's his name. Yeah. Um, like I used him for a while too, because I just once I got him, I just switched over. Like I was just kind of switching to whoever I don't know I met as I went along. But yeah, I did. But I guess I probably I think I only did two of his altars or of her the the altars of his character there. Oh, his his mission. So maybe that's why I didn't get a heart with him, but still I I just, I only had a heart with Kaylee. And so I only did the fusion one time because as soon as you do that, you get forced on to Eugene. And then I just went from Eugene to Felix and that's where I ended my play. Wait, so you never got Melissa? Nope. So you never went to the mall? Nope. Oh, that's weird. I didn't get Felix like for a while. Like I got Melissa a lot quicker. I I have no idea. This is and and I think it's like you were saying the non-linear aspect of it. I wandered so much of this map. Yeah. There was um, a lot of quests going on at once. Yeah. Even main I, mission quests, I feel like. And so that you bring up one of my other gripes libs. Thank you for reminding me. Is I hated the HUD for tracking quests and rumors and you could only have one at a time and you had to go into the menu and you had to it just it was very clunky unless you knew where you needed to go for things and i that that was one of the things that too that i just i think and not annoyed me but like i think it was bad, my, my enjoyment but, but it could have been better yeah because you can only track one know. quest i wish you could yeah have more quests up yeah or just yeah like kind of like all of them basically and just like as you get close to them and I, it is a very small map but it's also kind of weird to navigate in comparison to what you see on the mini map because it doesn't show you a lot of the ledges very well i don't yeah. think but see, my biggest complaint is the fast travel the the fast travel is not that good in this game you as keith was saying there's like these underground train stations you find and unlocking a train station is a fast travel point i was expecting the um, campsites to be fast travel points but yeah, I found this map to be pretty big because even though it's like, oh, it's only one square away, but like you may have to navigate this long path just to get to like the next area. And so I thought the lack of fast travel was kind of frustrating. Yeah. And also there were some things that I couldn't tell if I'd be able to jump to it. or yeah. like So I kind of wish that the, the jump was better. Like at, at least that I would know because sometimes I just thought that I was landing it wrong. Um, so I didn't really like like that. I'm assuming you get like a better jump and glide. Yeah. Every time you beat a boss, your, your glide gets better. Yeah. I just, but I, I, I liked that, uh, depending on what cassette beast you get, there's some out there that actually will give you a new ability to navigate the world. So as we said, yeah, there's one that'll give you wings so you can start to glide. There's a, a bullet which is literally a bullet character that, uh, you get the ability to do like a faster dash that can break rocks you get the ability to, you know, be magnetized and attract yourself to electric items. I, I really enjoyed kind of the navigation of this game. I thought it was really interesting of like capturing a set, certain cassette beast. And it's like, oh, you got a new ability. You can now swim. It's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was like a little bit Metroidvania in, yeah. in that aspect. But I liked and I, that was like I was just complaining about the quests. And I, I liked that they had the, the rumors because that's how you kind of knew. Like, okay, this is where I'm going to find it. And as soon as you saw the the character it was pretty evident on what you needed to do 
um, or that they were the right one. At least like the bullet one was pretty easy. Like that's a guy I need, or that's a character I need. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the rumor aspect of it. I just, yeah, I wish I could attract them better because they felt like I would go into an area that maybe had two or three things I needed to do. Like, wait, where is that again? Let me switch. Am I close to this one? Am I close yeah. to that one? I have to switch, X the menu, switch again. Like it, it just didn't have a very smooth gameplay. But outside of that, I, th- I think it was very manageable and it was, it was fun. I actually, uh, I kind of enjoyed... So as I said, there's like gym leaders that you kind of got to fight. They're called ranger captains. I actually kind of enjoyed them. A lot of the times I just by actually stumbled upon them. I'm just exploring the world and it's just like, hey, I'm a ranger captain. Yeah. And I actually thought they were kind of fun. But I only fought two. You only fought two? There's 12. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you're really close to where I'm at. I've beaten, I think, six or seven. I think seven now. I probably just gotten close to different areas of them and then like i fast travel back because i'm just like don't feel like running back to a campsite and i just fast travel and then i have to run <laughs> all the way back there and it's a whole thing what was your guys favorite characters you have a favorite beast i liked my um oh, he turned into spitfire he turned the pom bomb oh pom bomb yeah and spitfire yeah i liked them a lot and actually the one from kaylee she turned into decibel Oh, I she did was, not Sirenade and then Decibel. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. I only liked her because she was strong. She hit like a truck. Like just about any any move I put on her, I felt like. I liked Eugene's because when he gets evolved, he's I can't remember his name, but he turns into like a Robin Hood robot. He oh, gets yeah, the, the robot was cool. The echolocation ability where he all his abilities will target all of the enemies. I actually really enjoyed him. But my favorite, I really liked um Melissa's uh, starter character, which first was, I think it was called like Telecat, and then it turns into Cat Five. Cat f- the Cat Five form is really good. I loved its abilities. I don't really have a favorite character based on abilities. I like the one. I think you. It's when he's upgraded. He has a trench coat, just like his stance oh, and the way that he carries well, which himself. One? There's one that's like Jack the Ripper, or there, there was. It was there like was the, the beginner beginning one. It he was, had like the chomp. Spring heel, and then it evolved into, um, I think Rip Terror was its name. Maybe I think that's it was one of the beginner ones. So I think it might have been that one. But yeah, just like the way that he had like his coat up and stuff, and I, like I just I always got funny. the vibe that he was like a flasher. <laughs> I think he was. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think his design was more meant to be Jack the Ripper because his name was like Rip Terra. But I was always like, I don't know. Whenever I see someone with one of those like trench coat, I'm always just like, ah, oh, it's a flasher. I, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> You're welcome. I ruined your favorite character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Velocirifle was cool. Just yeah. kind of uh, I guess that's the only reason you probably couldn't make a kid show out of this game. You you have one character that's a bullet, and then you have Velocirifle, uh, and then it evolves into, um, I think it's like Rex Artillery or something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know. But then you also have Lobstacle and Traffic Crab, who has maybe the Traffic Jam move cracked me up just about every time. Yeah. Because- well, and I liked it too because it slows down everybody, not just the enemies. It slows down your team. It slows down everyone. It's just this is just inconvenient for everybody. Yeah, uh, I like a uh, pupper cut, and then it turns into Southpaw. I yeah, I see, saw Southpaw. Yeah. How do you remember all these names? I played. <laughs> I don't think I, like I, I said, I'm up to like twelve one. hours because I actually really liked the character designs, of the names, as I said. Uh, with Pokemon, like I've actually been a little more disappointed with like the newer generation. Some of them are very cool, but some of them I felt like were just so lazy. It's like, ah, oh, it's an ice cream cone. We put eyes on it, and its name is Ice Creamy. It's like, oh, come on. Icy cream. And it's just like, that's literally lazy. <laughs> like, some of them are just like, I feel like they really just were like, ah, let's just put something out. It's a it's a cloud, and now it has eyes. It's cloudy. It's like, okay. <laughs> I know I'm obviously exaggerating a bit here, but I, I at least I thought every one of the creatures here on Cassette Beast was actually really clever. Also... Was there like some AI generation to these characters then? If they have that many fusions and I don't know, or did somebody hand draw every single one of these? I did not research the creation of this game. I kind of wish I did though, because yeah, I've, like, I've seen people. That. I've seen people do like AI generated Pokemon, and like a lot of them are very cool. Like it even generates a name for them, and like yeah, I've seen them, and I'm like these legitimately could be like Pokemon. Like these are way cooler than some of the ones they come up with. So it is very possible. I yeah, just feel just, like this game has like so many little details. I have a feeling that they 
they created them all themselves. I feel like so too. It would, yeah, it would seem that way. But I mean, like you said, a hundred. If a, a, in theory, all hundred twenty-one fusions can fuse, and it's like a hundred forty thousand or whatever. Like, I, that's a good point. Yeah, oh. it just to how come up you with the fusions is yeah hard. And it, I mean, to a certain degree, I I don't want to say it's easy, but you are taking two set characters and combining them. So like, you have a very you already have a set to what you wanted to build, I guess. But that's still 144,000 ideas to come up with. That's still incredible. And I'm not saying they didn't. (laughs) Well, I'm not. Andrew said something along those lines. And I think, I think it, I think you do, I think it's like 121 times 120 times 100. Like, it's like a whole big thing. Yeah, because you can fuse two of the same into one. Yeah, it's like, I I don't remember the math on how to do that. It's been very many years, but. there, there is a way to figure figure that out very easily. But, All that to say is that, yeah, it's I don't know. I think that if the hand designed it, that's incredible. If it's a bit AI generated, it's still also really cool. Because cause also, too, you're also helping me segue into a point. This I already did see on their Twitter that they're coming out with free DLC. Uh, they just announced they're coming out with a, a new coastal area. And there's at least one new cassette beast there announced. So that one new cassette beast, then, yeah, do they have to design what it fuses into all the other 120 other cassette beasts that they already created. Like, well, yeah. that's one cassette beast that might evolve three different times. Yeah. So that's another like 300 some odd probably, but it's like, yeah. And I think overall is that, well, like the beasts themselves are, and I only saw two of the archangels. I thought it was really cool how the first one was like, like staticky radio, but then the second one went to like a weird stop motion. I, I don't know if we How fought did you the only same fight too. This is so weird to me. If like I feel like you're the exact close to where I'm at, and you've only fought two archangels. Probably, yeah, I, I just fought, I think five. I think there's just weird puzzles that I was just like I don't know. I can't figure that out right now, and I just skipped it and I went on. And it's probably so much of my issue with the game now that we're talking about it because I feel like I've done nothing and I've Apparently. put in I don't know I, I seven ten hours at least. I feel like I so I think that's kind of my maybe my gripe is maybe just my own demise. Um, but I, I at least I'm assuming as you go through the different archangels that you see like different animation styles yep. to a certain degree or different looks to them. And I, I think that that, because they weren't even the same as your cassette piece. It was just like a completely different style to it. And I don't know if that made it really cool. Yeah. I thought one that was a puppeteer once called yep, the uh, puppeteer one. That's he- what I'm thinking of. Uh, one's called a hecahedron and it's like a uh, fourth dimensional like cube that it like evolves in different shapes. Um, I fought one that was a, a, a serpent God, um, yeah, no, the designs of them were really cool. But yeah, it kind of creates like a, uh, this game is very pixelated, but yeah, it goes into a more 3D generated graphic when you fight these archangel creatures, which are really cool. I had a random question. I wanted to know if there's more kind of like resource or building quests, because towards the beginning, you have to give the guy like 300 wood. Yeah. Were there more? Nope. Because I mean, you're collecting a lot of resources, but there's also a lot of shopping you can do. So yeah. I was curious. I was like, I don't know if I should be saving some of this, but yeah, I was really disappointed in that. Like when you're going around, you're seeing some kind of destroyed buildings. You know, the town you're in is called Harbor Town. It's it's a mishmash of kind of building parts that this city was built upon. I was hoping that this game would have building aspects of like you giving supplies to the town and it starts to grow and look better and stuff like that. Yeah, the currency is interesting in this game because, you know, since we, this is a dumping ground of a world, there's no currency. So instead you're collecting plastic, metal, uh, pulp, wheat, and wood. And these resources are used for currency. So usually when you go to a shop, they want pulp. If you are trying to buy certain cassettes, they want metal and so on and so forth. So I, the currency system is interesting, but I was hoping a little bit more. I really wanted there to be more of a building aspect in this game. What if it had like a cool dark cloud aspect where you got to like decide yeah. how to build this town and like putting people next to each other and near each other? Like Liz said, like you end up with a crappy neighbor, but you can, you're the sort of the one who gets to d- determine all of that, and you can set people for happiness. And that, like, that would be could awesome. Have been how you build your relationships with them is like by setting them up in better housing, and I don't know. That would that have been would like really that. cool. So we'll uh, we'll put this one out for the developers. Maybe they will listen to us and add that in. <laughs> uh, but what they did add in this game, which I applaud, I wasn't crazy about, but there is co-op. Uh, me and Liz actually could not get it to work. Uh, 
but it looks like you know as we said you always have a partner with you so i looked up online like how it works in from what it sounds like what you can do on steam is like the same thing you just get another controller and someone controls just the other partner during battle so is this a type of co-op game i'd play with liz no i think she'd be very bored is this a type of game i'd play with a small child yeah i think it would actually be a lot of fun to kind of play with a young one and kind of have them join you and doing the battle system but uh there is no pvp at the moment uh i do believe the developers said they plan on adding that but yeah there's you're not taking this online and playing your friends um oh which also reminds me another thing that i actually really enjoyed about cassette beast uh was the leveling system so usually in pokemon you are leveling each pokemon individually but as i said you are playing your character and just transforming these beasts so you are actually leveling up your person so if you're a level 20 and you're like, hey, I really want to get this new cassette beast. And instead of it starting out at like level one, it's just whatever your character is. So it's already a level 20 character. But you are also leveling up your tapes from level one to five hearts. So it's just like this heart system. And once they get to level five, that's when they evolve. So it was like really simple to be able to switch out your cassette beast and not feel underpowered. You don't have to go, oh, I got to go to this low level area and grind out and do a bunch of battles just to get this creature to a decent level to where i'm at now nope don't have to do that and i really really appreciated that were you able to put stickers on it like regardless of that because that's again something i never tried because when i would put out like a new beast you would only have like two moves for them but could you just add a bunch of stickers of other moves to it yep yep as oh, long okay. the only caveat when it comes to adding moves and stickers is it has to be the same type so you can't put like a poison on a frost creature but, right. Yeah, but if you have frost stickers, you could put it on a frost beast. Uh, okay, I just assumed that I was limited even to adding stickers to them unless they like unlocked those levels. Yeah. No, nope. you can uh, do it freely. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, but of course, with this game being called Cassette Beasts, obviously, a music's a big uh, component to this game. What did you guys think of the music? Well, I wanted to ask you about the <laughs> song in the cafe because I feel like I was there quite a bit, and it is the one song. Yeah. I feel like it would have irritated you, but I'm not sure. It started to get a little bit old. I it's, uh, I, it's weird. I like their pick for the game, though. Yeah, it's a very, it's a female acoustic, like, indie song, like, singer. Uh, I had her up. I think her name's... Yeah, like, I actually pulled it up on Spotify. I think they have less than, like, 5,000 followers. And Well, it's weird. So I pulled yeah. it up on Spotify, and I've I see there's a couple... I don't think there's an actual official playlist because I saw multiple playlists on Spotify saying original soundtrack. And it's like, well, how is there like three different original soundtracks? When you can't play them because they're all just uploaded tracks. Yeah. Uh, but Joel Bayless is like, I guess, the main artist. But there's obviously a bunch of other songs. But I did not start hearing other songs. Like I said, I'm like 10 hours in the game. And I'm starting to get some other songs. But I like, but yeah. like the, not music, but like the the noises in the sewer like i guess it's kind of music yeah. but the vibe was definitely kind of like eerie i oh, think yeah. that they you did a good like job subway, you mean yeah, yeah yeah so i definitely think that they did a, a good job but it is weird that it's called cassette beast and music wise like there really isn't it's not a crazy musical game no it's not and but what i liked about it so the battle music once again still it got very repetitive but it's actually just the like uh the instrumental version of a song and once you fuse your beast, then the same song is playing, but then there's like lyrics added to it. And I actually really like that like component of like, I'm hearing the same song over and over again, but then you fuse and the song itself even kind of evolves and got more interesting. But yeah, there is just like two or three songs that you're hearing a lot of. But one thing I did appreciate though, as Liz said, you're hearing that same song every time you're entering the cafe. Anytime you're in Harbor Town, the main town, and every time you're going into a building is when the lyrics kick in. And you could actually go to options and just turn off vocals completely. So if you got annoyed with the lyrics constantly coming in and out, you could actually just turn it off, which I thought was a nice touch. Nah, that and it is because it's it's a little much. And I because yeah. I genuinely liked it. Like I actually yeah. went and I I pulled the song up on Spotify and I was listening to it. I actually think it's a good song, but it's it's done it's no very rock. yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's my <laughs> style of music. It's it, I don't know. I like yeah. indie acoustic stuff like that so i like i enjoy it as a whole but it the first time it comes on it is so 
jarring because it's the very first time you come into Harbor Town. It's after your, you know, big battle or whatever. You Your character passes out and you wake up in bed and you're interacting and it's very emotional. Yeah. And it's like it felt like I was at the very end of the game. And I'm like waiting for credits to roll because they're like, oh, we thought they were going to lose you. And it's this like big sappy love song about, you know, we're always going to have each other forever. And I'm like, we barely know each other. (laughs) We just fused apparently. And that's a thing that we're just doing now. Um, Which which the dialogue after you fuse is also kind of uh, a little weird. Yeah, they make it very innuendo-ish. Yeah. Um, the fusing, and I think it's done intentionally, whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's this big emotional song. I was like, boy, it's weird. I, but I, outside of that, I, I liked it. I yeah. just, uh, I thought, thought they could have done better with pushing it in that quickly. Uh, but I like that you can turn off the vocals. That is a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was kind of annoying, I know you guys complained about it, but it really irritated me in this game was when you talk to people, they don't. Uh, it's mostly text-based, but every once in a while you get an audio of someone saying like, hey, yeah. I was going to bring that up because you know I don't like that. I know. And like, what was annoying me is Kaylee, the first person you meet, apparently is supposed to be very heavy Irish. And I would not get that. It's like, because whenever she talks, it's very not Irish. I mean, but like I said, it's not really talking. It's mostly, hey, yeah, and stuff like that, like I said. But then when I noticed her texts were saying like, I miss my da. And I'm like, oh, like that's like the Irish version of saying dad. And then eventually she kept talking. I'm like, oh, she's from Ireland. And I'm like, okay, would not have picked that up. I, I don't know if it's just because we're supposed to pick it up because she has a beret. Like, oh, yeah, she's clearly Irish. I would have thought French for sure. <laughs> but I, I feel like I picked up a little bit on her accent. The one where it was weird is there's like a dialogue I walked in on between, I think, Eugene and Kaylee. And it sounds like I think she's yelling at him about like not taking the whole Ranger thing seriously. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. But she's like <laughs> laughing in the audio dialogues. I'm like, are they are they joke fighting? Are they, are they really fighting? I don't really know. So I just skipped through the, the dialogue and, and carried on with my life. <laughs> uh, as far as the achievements go, though, for Cassette Beast, um... Not bad. Uh, if you're an achievement hunter and you want to play this entire game, I, I think you will get a majority of the achievements. You're looking, though, for gameplay time. You're looking between 17 hours to 23 hours. So this game's pretty hefty. But since, you know, this isn't Pokemon, there's not, like, Cassette Beast Red and Cassette Beast Blue. So you know you can get all the Cassette Beasts just playing this game. I, I didn't find it too hard to find most of the Cassette Beasts. Like, I am up to, I think, 74 or 75 out of the 120. Uh, but wow. Yeah, so it's not great overall for gamer score, but if you are like me and you are a big Microsoft Rewards Point hunter and you want to get that daily achievement Microsoft Rewards Point, this game is great because there's a lot of times when you're catching a cassette piece, just about anything you're doing, you, there's a hundred achievements. So a lot of them are worth like five gamer score. So if you're just looking for an easy, just to get a gamer score, just to get the your daily achievement, uh, this is a great game for it. Yeah, Andrew, you have um, 315 with a total of 40 achievements. Keith, you're at 205 with 25 achievements. And I'm in last with 125 and 16 achievements. So, yeah, it is pretty low. Yeah, you put in the work this week, didn't you? Wow. (laughs) Do you know what? I actually did. I didn't want to play it because I wasn't enjoying it. And I still got to the hour mark that I needed to get to. So proud of you. <laughs> it, it does seem to like kind of trickle them in for you though. Like if you're yeah. not worried about the score of it, but you like the like reward aspect of it, it is fun for that. Cause or your, or the reward thing too, I guess, but you know, 16 achievements in, you know, five, six hours. That's actually not bad, but I don't from a numbers I, perspective, I don't think I saw any were missable. That's because, because I, I don't, it doesn't, this game doesn't, it irritates me. This game, once again, has the fake options of you choosing dialogue, but they always were like, do you want to say no or no way? And it's just like, okay, what's the point of this? Just, just continue the dialogue. Like, don't give me like a fake option of dialogue. I, I was hoping there'd be that. like a nice and a mean option. No, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was the same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So let's get into our final thoughts here. Um, for me, I like I said, I enjoyed Cassette Beast. You know, I grew up on Pokemon. I I always enjoy, you know, a good monster catching game. 
I didn't think the this game, you know, really changed drastically when it came to the combat, but I really liked the world. I really enjoyed the story. I really wanted to know more about what was going on. I wish, yeah, there was more town building aspects. I do like your partners that you're taking with you out in the field, but I didn't really feel like I was building a relationship with these people. Anytime you went to a camp and like rested for the night, there was a quick dialogue. They were kind of interesting to learn about these characters and what was different in their their universes that they came from. But I would have really liked more story. I, I really would have enjoyed more cutscenes. I feel like I'm taking a page out of Liz's book. I would have loved this as a TV show. But um, I enjoyed my time with Giuseppe, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a 78. I got a little sick of the music and the combat. Like I said, I, I got a little confused with. Pro, what, what was an advantage and disadvantage, but I really enjoyed the monsters in the story. So I also like cassette beasts. Um, I also grew up a lot on Pokemon, not as much. I didn't, I didn't stick with it, but I just, it, I've always had a soft spot. I think actually, even I will say, I, I, I remember I bought um, my nephew's DS Lite probably about ten years ago off of him just to buy a used Pokemon game. And I played a crap load of hours of that one. Uh, I think it was Crystal, maybe. Anyway, another. I I just I've always liked them. I think it's a fun concept of a game. I like the idea of just like all these different characters essentially. Or yeah, a lot of the moves may be the same, but it's it's just unique in so many aspects, and I like that. Um, well, I I I think I really missed the mark not on my playtime this week just on my ability to to do the game because i wish i could have delved into all of the fusions and stuff because i think that that is a fun aspect of what these characters are in this game but overall i i kind of was the same i just i don't know i was a little bored but i think maybe i just was going the wrong way i don't know all that to say (laughs) i it it's it's nothing that was gonna you know be the next great thing but it is a ton of fun and if you're looking for a game of just like a, a little fun RPG um, open world type of game absolutely worth a playthrough uh, or at least some playtime it's a, it's a fun pick up and play when you don't know what else to play I think to a certain degree but I actually was thinking the exact same story as Andrew so all of those words to say 78 I'm gonna give it a 75 I definitely didn't dislike the game but I didn't want to play it I was kind of <laughs> bored and but there's aspects that I liked I think it, I also just like when it comes to like the, the catching games, I haven't played a lot of them. Uh, not really my favorite type of game. So even if the, if this was like actual like Pokemon, I, I don't like the whole catching process. Even with Pokemon Go, just like, you know, <laughs> I, there's something about it. Just like, I don't know. But looking at Metacritic um, for Xbox One, TBD, and Series X, uh, critics are TBD, and right now it's at 9.5 for users. There's not wow. a lot, though. Wow. Um, but yeah, a lot of love for this game already. Must have a really good French translation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that's going to do it for your review of Cassette Beast. If you have any game recommendations, please go to GamePassGrabBag.com, where you'll find all our links. You can email us or reach us to us any way you want. For any game recommendations that you want us to check out. Uh, and thank you all who have participated in our Spotify poll. I did a poll on our Game Pass showcase. I asked everyone, you know, what did you all think of the Game Pass? Not Game Pass, the Xbox showcase. Uh, and yeah, we had a good response. Uh, I also feel like I need to stop writing things uh, when I'm at work. Because I work third shift. And, you know, after working a 12-hour shift and it's 6 in the morning, I think I'm hilarious. So I wrote, what would you give the Xbox Showcase? A, B, C, D, or a banana? Uh, I don't know why I thought a banana was hilarious, but uh, surprisingly, uh, 40% said A, 25% said B, 5% gave it a C, 5% gave it a D, and 25% gave it a banana. I, I thought it was funny because uh, a banana is kind of left up to interpretation. Is it, I was is just going to say that. I mean, like, were you craving something sweet? You know, yeah, did, did you they need do some a good potassium? job that you reward up a banana? Or you said, <laughs> did they do so bad that you throw a banana at them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot I did say that. <laughs> but I always do think it's funny. Like, sometimes I'll tweet something and it's like at 6 in the morning and I've just worked a 12-hour shift and I'm sleep deprivation. I'm like, ah, this is funny. Then I take a nap and I'm like, ah, that wasn't funny. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it answers so many of the questions that I have when I wake up in the morning, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Because yeah, it's the same with like our, our text group. I'll like post, I'll send uh, something to the text group, and I'm like, this is hilarious, and no one else thinks it's funny. It's just because I'm tired. Oh, well, that's that's the story of my life. But yeah, I wake, I wake up and I just see things like liked on Twitter. I'm like, what is, I don't know what that is. Anyways, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thank you all so much for participating in our Spotify polls and leaving us a Spotify review. We greatly appreciate it. I've been your hard, hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird Z1952. Take it away, Keith. Uh, is it too late to ask, is it Pokemon or Pokemon? Because like, I don't think Pokemon is wrong. But I think it's Pokemon. I don't know. At I think the end of, of the song, do they say Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and that's the thing, I say I both. Like I think. Yeah. I don't know. That was just that was just my parting thought. I think I think it's one of those things of like, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Or no, it's Pirates of the Carib no Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's Caribbean. That's how you actually pronounce it. Well, see, because I always saw it more as like my mom being like, "You kids and your Pokemons." Versus, you know, everyone else saying Pokemon. Well, you said it like with the differences with your mom. You they always make it plural. Your Pokemon's, <laughs> your Pokemon's. Never Pokemon. Your Pokemon's and your goes. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Good outro, Keith. And I'm Liz the Noob Gamer Tag coming on Dean. And I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob Noob Busy W. See you on Instagram. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.